I want to speak to you today, this morning, a message about the future. This is the title of my message today, a message about the future. Have you ever felt like a bystander of your own life? Have you ever felt like life happens to you, the future unfolds, and you have little or no control of how things will turn up in the end? And I want to talk to you today about building the future, not, not, just, about, not just being a bystander to your own life, but to take hold of a very powerful keys that I want to share with you today that will shape your future. You know, the future is not just going to happen to you. You're going to have a part to play. There's certain things, if you take hold of, the, of these four keys that I'm going to share with you, they will shape the kind of future that you will have. Amen? Praise God. And uh, I, I speak for a lot of people. Right now, there's a lot of apprehension. There's a lot of people that are in fear and so on and so forth. And I want to address that as well. And one of the things the Lord told me to tell you here this morning is that He already stands in your future. That He already stands in your future. You know, I, I'm not surprised that the world doesn't know uh, where the future is going and how things are going to pan out. And, and, and there, there's fear and apprehension. And some of it is justified. I would be fearful if I didn't have Jesus right now. But, but I want to share with you four forces that will shape your future, four keys to a good, a great future in God. Amen. Now, John chapter 20 and verse 30, right here, the last gospel of the series of the gospels. And, um, and it says right here in verse uh, 30, truly Jesus did many other si signs <coughs> sorry, in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. Thank God for a God of miracles, for a miraculous Jesus. And everything that's written right here in this book is with His purpose, that you may believe. Why, why is it so important to believe? Because faith is the victory that overcomes the world. That you don't have to be overcome by what everyone else gets overwhelmed with, but you can be an overcomer. And, and the reason for all these miracles and everything that Jesus has done and everything that's recorded in this book is, and the reason why we come and we hear it over and over again and we sing, you know, Waymaker, Miracle Worker. I can't remember the rest, but it's good. <laughs> and it's so that you may believe. And that by believing you may have life, the Zoe life kind of God, the, the special life of John 10, 10, and so on and so forth. Now, verse chapter 21. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way he showed himself, Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Canaan of Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, the other of two other disciples were together. And Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we're going with you also. I, I, I don't know. Let, let me just I'll go off script here. Let, let, let me just, uh, I, I don't know why he said, I'm going fishing. I, I don't know. I mean, we've just finished chapter 20. And, and this is the time when Jesus was on earth. And, and chapter 20 kind of wraps it all up and said, well, he was an amazing Jesus, did amazing signs and amazing wonders. But we know that by this time, Jesus 
has already gone to the cross, is, is resurrected, but he's not physically with his disciples. And, and perhaps, perhaps in the minds of the disciples that day, it, it was a closed chapter. For them, the story kind of ended there in chapter 20 and verse 30. Perhaps right there they said, well, that's good. We had a good time with Jesus. Oh, yes, we had a wonderful time. It was great when Jesus was amongst us. But hey, guys, what's going to happen to our future? And I'm sure probably Peter and I'm sure the disciples must have thought, well, what kind of future awaits us? And I'm sure there was this sense of uncertainty and this sense of, you know, what's, what's going to happen? And whatever we needed before, all we had to do is just call upon Jesus. I mean, for three years we saw nothing but miracles and, and multiplication of bread and, uh, and, and signs and wonders and blind seeing and crippled walking. And I mean, we had the best time. Wow. I mean, wasn't that amazing? And, and, and they were, but, but what about now? I mean, Jesus is not physically with us. What's going to happen to our future? And, and Peter probably being very, very pragmatic and he's like, well, let's just go back to what we know. Let's just go back because, I mean, Jesus is not going to be here. Just go back to fishing. And fishing they went. And, and, and what unfolds out of that is just this story again. It's, it's deja vu again. They try to make it in their own strength. Uh, they probably never even prayed about the fishing. They're just out there. The night comes, and they fish the whole night. They need, didn't even catch. I mean, they caught absolutely nothing. Zero. Zero. I mean, I'm sure that must have added to the uncertainty. That must have added to uh, the sense of, well, how is our life going to pan out? Because even, even what we know is not working. Even the activity we used to have before, it's just, it's a bit uncertain. I mean, some days you catch, sometimes you don't. I mean, we've worked the whole night, that's it, you know, and they're probably, I don't know. I think right now they're probably thinking about their future and how things are going to go. And I want you to see that right at the end of this passage, right as they're getting discouraged and despondent and they're, they're, they're sailing towards the shore and probably feeling hungry and, and tired and exhausted and, and, and despondent and, uh, and thinking, well, if only Jesus was still around because there was one time where we fished all night, all night and he just said, you know, just cast the net to the other side and boom, we had a great... I mean, but, but what's going to happen to our lives now? What's going to happen to our future? How is our future going to be? And I want you to see that right, at, at right as they're approaching the shore, there is Jesus. There is Jesus. And, and, and this is that wonderful passage where Jesus says, have you caught anything? <laughs> they're like, no. And again, the same story, well, throw the net. And they caught so much fish that, they, you know, it was just too much. I think they counted 153. I mean, they're really counting their blessings. I think it's 153. I wasn't there, so let me just check if it is. So it's something like that, 150-something. Anyway, it's, it doesn't matter, but, but it mattered to them. <laughs> because suddenly, for someone who had not caught anything, suddenly it's like, wow, let me count my blessings. And, and I want you to see that, um, we, we, I want you to see that, that, the, the, um, that in the morning came Jesus. The night had been long. They had been fruitless. But J- Jesus was not right there. On the shore, and I think of that scripture in Psalm 30, verse 5, that says, Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. The joy comes in the morning. And I don't know about you, but I've been in those night seasons. 
I mean, in those night seasons, but I want you to know that the night is not our future. Amen. Our future is not the night. Our future is bright. Amen. Because it's standing in our future, standing on the other side of this night, standing on the other side of that failure, standing on the other side of that all that wasted effort, standing on the other side of that very long, fruitless, hopeless, cold, exhausting, frustrating night. There was Jesus. And Jesus was already standing in their future. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and I, I've, I felt the Lord tell me to tell you that, that He stands in your future. That He is already waiting for you there. That He already has what you were looking for. And I mean, they looked for fish. They, but, but Jesus already had the fish there. There is already a table laid out for you with your chair, with your name on it. Jesus is already in your future with what you're looking for, with what you need. Amen. If you believe in Him, hallelujah, He's a resurrected Jesus, but He's a not an absent Jesus. He still wants to show up at the end of our nights. He still wants to bring joy in the morning. Amen. Even when the night was long and fruitless. Come on. Give the Lord Jesus a big, big hand. Hallelujah. And Jesus knows what to get. Uh, how to get the things that perhaps you're looking for. You know, they were looking for fish. What do you look for? I, I don't know. Uh, and, and obviously they couldn't find it. I remember... One time I went fishing. I, I was only used to fish, you know, from little boats and everything. Went fishing with a friend of mine in the Kaipara Harbor of New Zealand. And, and we went out into a, a place called the graveyard. How exciting. It's called the graveyard. And I said, why is the graveyard? Because he said, that's where all the ships, or they always sink in this place. It's called the graveyard. And I, th I thought, well, you take me to the graveyard? Is this? <laughs> he said, no, 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 don't worry. You know, I've got this very powerful boat. And as we were sailing, uh, suddenly he said, oh, let's stop right here. And there was a thing called, of, of course, I'm completely, uh, I, I don't have any knowledge of, of sailing or anything like that, but, uh, or boats or, or, you know, equipment that people carry on boats. But he said, this is called a sonar. And right here I can see tons and tons of fish. And let's throw, let's throw our, uh, our nets and, and our... Uh, and, and, we, and, and I tell you what, I felt like the greatest fisherman in the world. I'm like pulling them out like, yeah, look at that. You know, taking photos and everything. Then I got so sick. <laughs> Thank God there was a boat going in the other direction. I'm like, stop. And I jumped from that boat to another boat because I wanted to reach the shore because I was so sick. So I could never be a fisherman. That's why I'm a fisher of men. I <laughs> but, uh, but you know what? These guys, are in the, they didn't have a sonar, but Jesus knew where the fish was. You know what? Sometimes we come to the end of what we know, the things that we can. But Jesus already knows. He's got, he's got it all figured out. He's, he already knows what you need and where to find it. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Now, this is a message about the future. 
And one thing that the Bible talks about when it comes to the future is that he has a future and he has a hope. A hope is a happy, contented expectation of good. Let's be people of a different expectation. You know, I'm amazed at how many, how, some, I tell you what, if you set your eyes on the news and what people circulate in their WhatsApp crazy things, I mean, you've got to get discouraged. Let's circulate different information. Let's circulate some scripture like Jeremiah 29, 11. Amen. Let's, let's, uh, let's be people of uh, good hope. Jeremiah 3, 31 verse 17 says, There is hope in your future, says the Lord. I'm still waiting to get a WhatsApp like that. <laughs> Just the other day, you know, virus, suddenly, this, you know, it went viral. <laughs> Everyone's circulating. I mean, it's, it's like we don't have news. I mean, there are already news. I mean, we already know what's going on. Please use your WhatsApp to circulate. Jeremiah 3, 17. There is hope in your future, says the Lord. Hey, man, let's, let's focus on what the Lord says. Now, some of you are not saying amen. Maybe, you, maybe you're guilty, and I'll have an altar call, and we'll repent over here. Amen. And go like, okay, but just make a covenant with your cell phone. I shall never write anything else but Jeremiah 31, 17. There is hope in your future, says the Lord. If God be for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. Now, Hebrews 6, 19 and 20 says that Jesus is our forerunner. You know what a forerunner is? A forerunner is, is an advanced a messenger is someone who goes ahead. Jesus is our forerunner. So Jesus stands in our future. He's gone ahead of us. You know, he's gone ahead of us. He's going ahead of you. Hallelujah. When that job you've applied this year, don't worry. Jesus has already gone ahead of you. Amen. He's already nudged the boss. He's the best. He's going to give you favor. Favor will surround you like a shield in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the mindset that you need to embrace as you come into a new year. You know, we can hope for a good future because Jesus is already there. He's the forerunner. He's waiting already for us at the end of, you know, you may have gone maybe through a, a fruitless year. Like the disciples, it, it was a pointless exercise, a pointless and fruitless night. Maybe we've had such a long night, really a fruitless year. We've just kind of been on pause. Our dreams have been on pause. A lot of things have stopped. Amen. But remember, you know what? The night is not our future. Our future is bright. There's a morning coming. Malachi 4.12 says that he, Jesus comes as the son of righteousness, arising with healing in his wings. He's coming. Amen. He's coming. Now, uh, uh, I, I love this scripture, Hebrews 9.11. It says, but Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come. Jesus came. I, I love that. I just love that. that. That Jesus is a high priest, not of the bad stuff that's going to come. The devil has some bad stuff lined up. The, the devil has already some really ugly things lined up. But I want you to know something. Jesus has good things to come. Say that out loud with me. Jesus, Jesus. is my high priest of the good things to come. Touch your neighbor and say, good things are coming your way. If you believe. Pick mine. Pick mine. 
Good things are coming your way. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, four failing keys to a good future. Why, can't, why, can't I, why do I speak boldly like that? Because I'm speaking on my faith. Because Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. It means that he is the beginning, but he's also, he also stands in our future. Is our Omega. Is our future. For four unfailing keys to a good future. For you and for me. We're going to work on this, all of us, together. Number one, be a good follower. Be a good follower. Now, we put so much effort and energy into being leaders of our own lives. Make it in our own, in the way that we know, you know. Uh, um, uh, you know, we make, we, 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 we spend so much effort. We try so hard to have all the ducks in a row and make it in our own strength, in our own ability, how we know. Like the disciples, they spend the whole night doing what they knew. Well, well, I don't know what else to do. Let's go fishing. Let's go fishing. Let's, let's rely on what's familiar to us. Let's work. And, and you know what? We, we, we are sometimes not good followers. We, we, are, we, are, we want to lead, but we can't have it both ways. We either allow Jesus to lead and we become followers, or we lead and then we're on our own. Amen. Now, uh, the key to a good future is to allow Jesus to lead, to allow him to be Lord. And I believe he can do so, a, a much better job at leading our lives. So stop driving Trust Jesus with the steering wheel and say, Jesus, you know what? You do it. You shape my future. You take charge of my tomorrow. You, you, you line up the things that you have lined up for me. I'm going to stop trying to make plans that, are, that I have originated in my own brain out of desperation. And I'm going to rely on you. I'm going to follow you. Where you go, I'll go. Amen. Where, where you say, turn, I'll turn. Whatever you say, I'll do it in Jesus' name. I determined to be a follower of Jesus. John 12, 26. If anyone serves me, let him, let him follow me. And where I am, Jesus already in our future. In that future that he has lined up for us. And where I am there, my servant will be also. If anyone serve me, my father will he honor. So follow me. We need to follow him, not to get ahead of him. When we follow him, it means that we, we, he's ahead. We're behind. He's our forerunner already standing in the places where we need to go. He's there opening the way ahead of us, clearing obstacles, orchestrating plans, making a way where there is no way. When we follow Jesus, then he's, he's the Lord of our future. I never think about, and I never make plans on what the newspapers or the economists or other is are saying, I make my plans based on where is Jesus leading. I've decided a long time ago, I'm going to be a follower. And Jesus said that so that where I am, so my servant will be also. I want to be where Jesus is. I want to be in the place of blessing. I want to be in the place where things flow. I want to be in the place where you catch fish. <laughs> I want to be in the place where things work. I don't want to be in the place where I've tried to make it all in my, on my own and, and, and I just got tired and exhausted. I'm a follower. Secondly, so number one, be good. Be a good follower. Secondly, be good at paying attention. They, they were, you know, they were so busy looking for fish, trying to make a living that when Jesus turned up, 
they didn't even recognize him. In verse 4, it says, Yes, the disciples didn't know that it was Jesus. What a tragedy when the disciples don't even know who Jesus is. But sometimes we can be blinded by our own ambitions. We can be blinded by our own trying to make it happen. And we have our eyes on the problem. We're focusing on, and, and you know what? I mean, they were so, so focused on what they needed to achieve that Jesus turned up and Jesus could have been waving a flag and having a banner saying, I am Jesus, but they did not recognize Jesus. I want you to know that Jesus wants to manifest in your practical needs. Jesus wants to manifest right in the middle of your decisions. Jesus wants to manifest and say, I am here to make a way where there is no way. I am here to make it happen. I am here. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, number three, be a good listener. Be a good listener. We are good Sometimes we are good at praying and talking to God a lot, but we're not good at listening. You know, Jesus knew where the fish was. Jesus manifested abundance. They didn't prosper by listening to one another, but by listening to Jesus. Jesus said, well, you know, this is where the fish is. You just, you just throw it over there. Let's, let's listen to Jesus. Let, let's see what is Jesus saying, where he, he's leading. I'm amazed at how many people make Sometimes, you know, really life-changing decisions without consulting Jesus, without asking Jesus, Jesus, where do you want me to go? What are you saying in this situation? So many people are led by circumstances and they're led by fear. There's so many people making decisions based on fear, based on, on their own uh, um, ideas. You know what? Let's follow Jesus. We can never go wrong if we hear what He's saying to us. So be a good listener. John 10, verse 3, To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. This is how Jesus intended it to be. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And he brings them out with his sheep and he goes before them. There you are, Jesus, in your future. He goes before them. He goes ahead of the sheep. Don't worry about 2021. Jesus was already here before we got here. The same way we got to 2021 much faster than the people in Europe. My family in Europe, they called me. What's the future like? Because I was already in the future. The same way Jesus has got another system. And he was already here even before we got here. And he's already in your tomorrow. And he's already in your whatever is going to happen. He's already there. Hallelujah. Verse 9. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And you will go in and you will find pasture. What are you looking for? What is it that you need to find? It's all about following Jesus. When you follow, you find what you're looking for. Verse 16. The other sheep I have or which are not of this fold, then also I must bring. And they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. Verse 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. That's the whole deal. How do you shape your future? You know what? Number one, be a good follower. Number two, be a good, be good at paying attention. Number three, be a good listener. Amen. And number four, be a good servant. Be a good servant. Let nothing stop you. From serving Jesus in 2021. Be a good and a faithful servant. 
What does serving have to do with my future? Everything. Look again, John 12, 26. If anyone serves me. Oh, we forgot that little word there, serve me. Follow me. And where I am, there my servant. Oh, that's serving again. Will be also. If anyone serves me. Oh, that, that's again three times the Bible speaks about serving in the context. It's not just following. It's not just listening. But it's also becoming a servant of Jesus. Amen. Doing something with your life. Not having a, a self-centered, self-egotistical kind of just me, 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 God bless me and this for and no more, you know. The kind of life. I, I mean, I, I get prayer requests of people that I never, ever see in this auditorium. They're asking me always, you know. I mean, it's time people grow up and become. I'm, I'm okay to pray for everybody, amen. But it's time people grow up and become servants and become disciples of Jesus and take this whole thing seriously. Understand that it's not all about us. It's all about the plan of God, the greater plan of God for our lives, amen. Servants. Well... One thing that I can guarantee about your future, do you want to guarantee about your future is that Jesus prepared things for you to do in 2021, things that go beyond just your personal needs and your life. You are very important to Jesus, but Jesus has a whole world and, and so much that is so important as well, and you are part of it. You know, Ephesians, uh, Ephesians 2.10 says this, for we are His workmanship, Created in Christ Jesus for a good life of ease and fit up and do nothing for Jesus. Amen. Now, <laughs> he said, for good works. I mean, we're not saved by good works. And I'm not preaching good works to get saved. But because we are saved, because we know the grace of God, because we know how good God's, God has been to us. The least we can do is say, Jesus, use me. I want to serve you. And the Bible says right there that we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Now, I told you that Jesus is in your future. And so beforehand, he has prepared, he has, he has prepared a destiny, and he has prepared a plan for your life that includes service, that includes doing stuff for Jesus. Amen. Serving him. Hallelujah. Thank God for those that serve. Thank God that you came even by coming. I mean, you are serving, amen. You are being in this place, hallelujah, by your giving. But, you know, we have tremendous needs, church, in the area of we need connect group believers. Please put your hand up and say, I'm going to serve Jesus in 2021. We need kids, church leaders. We need youth leaders. We need musicians. Come on. Don't put your gift on the shelf. I mean, do whatever you can do, amen. Even if you can just do a, a joyful shout to the Lord, do that. But do something for Jesus serve Jesus. How do you shape your future? I tell you what. Let your future be painted with the tones of a flourishing soul and a fruitful life. A flourishing soul and a fruitful life. Is that what Jesus is looking for in our lives? Fruit? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So, in conclusion, Jesus is already standing in your future. He's the forerunner. He's the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the future is the author and the finisher of your faith he is the one who knows the end from the beginning he is the shepherd who goes before you and remember these four four things four foundations of a good 2021 number one be a good follower 
Secondly, be good at, at paying attention. What is Jesus saying? Number three, be a good listener. Number four, be a good servant. Make your life count for something glorious and powerful for Jesus. Um, they, I, I think people that serve and, and when, they, when there's an output from our lives, I think we're, we're much happier than we just, when we're kind of self-centered and just kind of focused on ourselves. Amen. I think a great key to be a happy person and be a joyful person is to be a giving, is to be generous with your life and generous with whatever God has blessed you with because God is such a God of abundance. I don't know how many disciples were there that day, but there were 153 fish. I mean, look at the generosity of God. It's like, hey, you've got fish to eat, fish to go and sell in the market, and, and you've got fish to give it to your neighbors, to your friends. Amen. Let's just, be, let's just be conduits of blessing. Let's just be conduits of blessing this year in 2021. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen.